welcome to the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I'm your host, Vivian Allred, former chronic illness sufferer turned trusted health practitioner. My passion is helping people to identify and address the root causes of their symptoms through my online business, Viva Natural Health. If you're struggling with confusing or stubborn symptoms that just won't go away despite your best efforts, then you're in the right place. If I can heal from a long list of symptoms and conditions, including cystic acne, hair loss, severe food reactions, and brain fog, then you can heal too. Stay tuned for weekly episodes that share expert guest interviews, Q&A, and solo episodes that are all intended to help you wherever you're at on your healing journey. The information shared on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only, and is not designed to replace the advice of your health practitioner. That said, let's get into today's episode. Hello everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're having a great start to the new year. We're a few weeks into January now, I hope your new year's goals are still going strong. If not, you want to listen to the first episode of this year. Um, uh, because that's going to give you all the hype and motivation that you need if you feel like you haven't had that yet or you've lost it. I want to keep you on track. And yeah, this year we're going to go deep with the podcast. I'm going to put all my effort and my attention into this because I know that this long form content is what you guys want and have been craving because I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little bit bored and sick of the five second, 10 second videos where it's like, we need to do this, we need to do that. I want to know and be able to sit down and just have a cup of tea and listen to someone and learn from a professional in a bit more detail and not have these nuanced things that are like not really given a lot of context. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about general cold and flu tips for if you feel like you're going to come down with something, if you're currently in the the midst of an illness, or if you just want to optimize your immune system and protect and reduce the risk of you actually getting sick. I had a recent illness over Christmas. It was pretty much from the moment that I turned on my autoresponder and my out of office notice on the Thursday, the 21st, because it was the day before my boyfriend's 30th birthday. We planned on spending the weekend at his parents and it slowly, gradually came on. But on that Saturday night, he was going out with his family. They're going to a party um, for someone else the next night. And I was like, can I just stay at your house and not go home? And I just went to bed early. Norman was with me and I just knew that I was getting sick a few days before Christmas. And I was ill the entire time. I basically had a cold that I think led to tonsillitis because it was all very much in my throat and my glands and it was so painful. I hate anything ears and eyes and throat related tooth stuff. It's just the worst and swallowing just made me feel like I wanted to cry. So I definitely took painkillers because I was trying some natural things and this is why I'm doing this episode because I made a mistake of not having my first aid kit, my natural solutions on hand. And over Christmas, it was just really hard for me to get my practitioner really good supplements because they were closed and they just I just didn't think they would come in time. And yeah, I just wish I would have followed my own advice and done a bit more preparation in advance. But yeah, I had I had quite a rough time with symptoms, but 
I also had a really nice rest and I think that was ultimately needed. I really feel like the universe forced me to slow down because every year I say I'm going to have a really chilled Christmas and never end up doing so. I'm always at the gym, pushing myself, still working. And this year my body was like, nope, as soon as you finish work, finish with the last client, we're going to make you really have a good rest this time. And I did. And Funnily enough, it completely cleared up on the face, first day back at work and I was able to talk. So I was worried about doing coaching calls and not actually being able to speak for longer than 10 seconds without serious pain. And I wish I didn't have to take the painkillers because of the effect that it has on your liver and your gut, but there was no way I could sleep or eat without doing so. And I did try even my homeopathy and things that I'm going to be talking about today and it just wasn't cutting it. And I didn't have the stronger formulations and things that I wish I would have. So I had to do what I could. And that's what the medications are there for. They're, they're pretty effective, really good at relieving symptoms and, and suppressing things down. They're not actually promoting healing in a way that the herbs and the, the vitamins and minerals do. They're just giving you a bit of relief while your own immune system can then kick in and do its job. But I felt a little bit bad taking them, but it was also necessary. And I know that I don't abuse them. I'm not taking them every month for headaches and period pain like some people are. So I just had to trust and just let go of control for a little bit. And it's somewhat normal to have cold and flu every now and again. I mean, if we lived in a perfect world where we ate the most nutrient-dense food all the time and never had any stress, then we technically shouldn't get sick because our immune system should be nice and strong, but it is expected in the modern world these days with the, the soil depletion and stress and just the fact that we have to live like we do. Um, it can be expected, I won't say normal, but expected a couple of times a year. Um, doesn't mean anything's wrong per se if that happens. However, if you're someone who is picking up everything, constantly sick, constantly struggling with viral infections, chest infections, swollen glands, tonsillitis, that does show that there's something else going on, shows a weakened immune system. So you definitely need to dig deeper on that one. But I also hosted Christmas Day, despite being ill. So I'd already promised my family um, that I would be hosting this year because I'm in my home and I've got a bit more space than I did in the flat. And it's the first year that we've had a little baby in the family. So my niece, Winnie, I just wanted to treat my mum and dad because they really helped with the house and decorating doing my garden for me once I moved in. And my brother and sister-in-law with them being new parents. And I just wanted them to have a bit of rest this year. So me and Luke, my boyfriend, we were like, we'll do it. And at first we were thinking we were going to make everything from scratch, the gravy, the custard, um, the stuffing. And then the more that we looked into it, we were like, maybe not, maybe that's taken a bit too much on and in hindsight I'm so glad that we chose a bit more convenience things like ready-made gravy um the, the better quality type but still I, I wasn't going to make the stock and everything from scratch and I'm glad that we chose that because on Christmas day I was I was dead on my feet just powering through hyped up on painkillers and paracetamol and natural herbs I was doing both simultaneously but it was the painkillers that gave me some release, relief and I powered through and it went absolutely perfectly. Everything was cooked on time and I think that was the, the secret really. I feel like I just honestly didn't care in the moment. 
about the meal. I was like, let's just get this done. So I wasn't completely stressed like I feel like I would be if if I wasn't feeling so bad because all I wanted to do was just go and lay down and just eat and and rest. So I think it was part of the the secret to a successful dinner where everything was on time, everything tasted really good. Luke made an amazing gluten-free apple pie for dessert and now I'm just wanting that every single week and homemade custard. We did such a good job. We absolutely smashed it and I'm so proud of us. <laughs> and we'll probably host again, but hopefully I won't be ill next time. And then the next day we hosted Boxing Day as well. So we just had um, them round again, my family, and put on a little buffet and I was feeling not as bad that day, but thankfully they didn't stay all day they just did like the afternoon and that gave us time to rest a bit more and I just spent my days um, after that watching tv reading books going for a walk I did a few emails here and there because I had a few clients start with me before Christmas so I felt bad just like taking them on for the first session then not being there to support them for a couple of weeks so I did make an exception and I did some emails during that time for my new clients which is only fair but in today's episode, we'll get straight into it now. So this is going to be useful and to have on hand. So make sure you save this episode, make a note of it. Because in the moment when you start to get sick, you kind of forget all of the different solutions and you're just like, my life is over, I can't breathe. And you just don't, you don't, you're not grateful for that breath until it, it comes back. And you're like, I can't believe how good it feels to, to breathe in easily through my nose. And you just take for granted your health and when you get when you get sick you're like I'm never gonna take this for granted ever again so yeah make a note of this episode and as a reminder it's going to be beneficial all of this stuff basically to reduce the risk of getting sick but also support you in the moment if you are struggling here are some things that you can turn to obviously this isn't medical advice I will be mentioning some supplements here and there but you'll have to check with your practitioner if that's suitable for you and your health concerns, the medications and other supplements that you're on. So just take my recommendations and do your own research even further. And I will say that I've mentioned this on Instagram recently. If you're on your healing journey and you're feeling better overall, maybe your skin's improving, your digestion's improving, your energy's improving, but you're finding that you're getting illnesses like this a little bit more frequently, that can actually be a positive sign, which sounds counterintuitive, like, how could getting sick more be a good sign? But this is something that happened to me. And it basically just shows that your immune system is coming back online. Because for such a long time, I was chronically ill. I just never felt well. I had horrible skin issues, horrible digestion, exhaustion, severe bloating, severe hormone imbalances. Like every day was just difficult and I was struggling. But I wasn't getting sick with colds and flus and coughs and colds I I was getting just more daily daily problems and then as I started getting better and as I started healing and detoxing and balancing my minerals and all the stuff that I talk about there was one summer in particular it was the summer of 2021 I remember that because it was the year that my brother got married and we were down in Cornwall we have our regular family family holiday and they got married down there in the summer and that summer I was ill with cold flus, tonsil, swollen gland issues about three times. It felt back to back. And first it was really confusing because I'd been doing so well and it's 
the first holiday that I'd had in a while where I felt really good and was able to eat what other people were eating and I was able to stay up later and have a glass of alcohol here and there. But then I had this recurrence of illness for a period of time. But now I know that beforehand, when I was just chronically ill, my immune system, I've done testing to show this, was basically flatlined. It was really suppressed, really weak for a number of reasons, parasite infections, mold toxicity, severe nutrient deficiencies. So it just wasn't responding how it should do. And then as I got better and as I addressed those things, it meant that my immune system was actually doing its job again. And it was actually recognizing pathogens and infections. And this can happen as well just with other things. So if you've had a lifetime of chronic illness and fungal infections, uh, as you start healing, sometimes they can come back to the surface. So an issue that you had in your 20s can start to crop up again when you're 35. And it doesn't mean that you're on the wrong track. It doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong and having a bad reaction. It could actually mean that you're on the right track and your body's healing these deeper layers of infection. So I just thought that was an interesting little addition to this episode. So you'll have to determine that for yourself, whether it is a sign that maybe you need to do some more work on your health because you're just getting sick more frequently and you maybe haven't been prioritizing your health over the past few months. Or if you're on your healing journey and everything else is going pretty well and you're doing a lot for your health in terms of supplements and diet and lifestyle, but you're getting a bit more sick in these more minor ways. I'm not talking about serious infections that keep cropping up. That's a different story. But it that could be a positive sign. So just, just remember that. And the reason that we get more illnesses like this at this time of year in the winter it can be due to the colder temperatures in places like the UK, certain parts of the US, but just winter in general is often a time that people aren't exercising as much. Maybe they're running low in vitamin D because in the summer, that's when we should build up our stores of vitamin D. And then in certain parts of the world, like England, we don't make vitamin D from about September onwards. So we can run into a deficiency if we've not stocked up our levels or we have other things going on that allow us to drop our levels of vitamin d but supplements aren't may not always be the answer i'll talk about this a little bit later we don't just want to supplement high doses of vitamin d just in case or all year round because i see that causing a lot of other problems with mineral imbalances in the winter months and this time of year there could also be increased sugar intake alcohol excess um travel for christmas new years work might be a little bit busier especially if you work at retail or you have like Black Friday offers and things going on, it can just really trigger the um, stress response. And stress is one of the biggest things that suppresses your immune system. And this is the classic example of someone before Christmas working their little bums off to get everything done, get all of the tasks boxed, boxed off, get, um, get through like the travel, seeing family, relatives, and then they finally get sick with an illness once they stop and break for Christmas, kind of like what happened to me. But that is because they've been running on adrenaline for so long. And then as soon as they stop, or like when someone goes on holiday and they've been working hard to get everything done beforehand, they finally stop and then they get sick. And that's because the adrenaline and stress and cortisol finally drop when you decide to take a break, break and slow down. But 
that cortisol and adrenaline has been slightly anti-inflammatory and it's been suppressing the symptoms so that when that drops, your immune system is more vulnerable and then you're more likely to pick up an infection during that time. So if we can work on some of those things and maybe plan next Christmas, next winter in advance, if you're listening to this towards the end of winter, the start of spring, but we can get colds and flu throughout the year. So always have this on hand if you get a summer cold. It can be the same things that are applied. So in terms of recommendations, the top thing that we need to be looking at for prevention and faster recovery is gut health. Because 70 to 80% of your immune system is located in your digestive tract. So to improve gut health, there's a few different things. Diet is a big one. So we want to really make sure that we're reducing slash avoiding refined foods, processed foods, especially a lot of grains and sugars, refined sugars, artificial sweeteners, inflammatory seed oils, trans fats, basically have a cleanup of processed packaged box foods. And we know the foods that are healthy versus less health promoting. And we don't need to be absolute perfectionists here. And it doesn't mean because you had that cookie last week, that's why you've got an illness now. We have to take things into perspective and balance. Um, But really be mindful of your diet whilst you're sick, or if you feel like you want to do the best that you can in the winter season, when there is an abundance of desserts and alcohol and cocktails we want to make our diet as anti-inflammatory as possible and this does differ person to person a little bit but there are general recommendations like focusing on real whole foods i think animal products good quality organic grass-fed all of that good stuff whatever you can afford and get access to and just avoiding the foods that have a million and one ingredients and things that wouldn't be recognized by your grandparents so the (laughs) the um, gluten-free cupcakes and all of that, could you instead make your own dessert that has a few more recognisable ingredients and doesn't sit on a shelf, not going bad for three years before it expires? And then there's things like probiotics, if tolerated bone broth, fermented foods. I personally have a history of histamine problems, so I don't tend to gravitate to them too much. My tolerance has definitely increased, but I prefer to use other things But if you have no idea what I'm talking about or have no issues with histamine, then definitely look into bone broth, fermented foods. There's a ton available on WellEasy and different websites like that. And if you're new to WellEasy, if you've never tried it, it's my go-to place for kitchen staples. And there's all sorts of like bulk items, rice and quinoa and dried fruits and snacks, all sorts of things, especially for Christmas and holidays, really good. I did a big shop beforehand and you can use my code VNH10, stands for Viva Natural Health 10, for £10 off your first 50 plus pound shop and a free membership, free 30 day membership. You get so many discounted products on there. So you'll definitely be able to find some good bone broth and kimchi and sauerkrauts on there. We also want to focus on foods for gut health that are easy to digest. Digestion takes about 30 to 40 percent of our daily energy expenditure so if we are choosing meals and foods when we're sick or we're trying to not get sick that are really easy to digest i'm talking about soups and stews and broths and even things like smoothies if they're not sugar loaded and packed with fruit and freezing cold because we want to take chinese medicine um perspectives into this where we want to eat warming foods and drinks this is its own 
its own um, recommendation in a second, but easy to digest, like a homemade curry or a nice chicken broth. This is where the the whole like classic example of having chicken soup when you're sick. And it's not the can of chicken soup, unfortunately. It's the homemade one that was made with the chicken carcass traditionally. So if you can do that or have someone do that for you, that would be amazing. And sometimes fasting can actually be useful in cases like this, only if your body is calling for that, though. So there's times where your body is absolutely ravenous when you're sick and you need to listen to that and feeding your body can actually give you energy to fight it and give you nutrients to fight it. Whereas there are cases, especially if you've got horrible sore throats and you you can't swallow without severe pain or your body is just really turned away from, repulsed by food during sickness. And sometimes you do need to listen to that and give your body a bit of a break, maybe um, skipping a meal or a few hours, finishing your evening meal a few hours earlier to give you an extended overnight fast can be really useful. But this again, depends on the person. If you have severe adrenal problems or other health concerns that you're working on, that that would be contraindicated and um, recommend speaking with your practitioner and using common sense. And we want to avoid antibiotics unless absolutely necessary. The old me would have been straight to the GP with this recent illness that I had, taking whatever they said. But now I try all of the natural methods first and I haven't needed antibiotics in years for something. I had a wisdom tooth infection a couple of years ago and I went to the dentist. They prescribed antibiotics, but I actually never took them. They just sat in my cupboard unused. But if they are needed, we don't want to be stupid. And if it got to the point where my tonsils were completely covered in pus and they were, um, it was just going on, it was getting worse, it was spreading, then I definitely wouldn't be stupid and I would take them because sometimes the natural herbs don't cut it. But because we have so many issues now with antibiotic resistance and damage to the gut flora, it is best to avoid if possible. And a lot of the time people have viral infections, but they go to the doctor and they're given antibiotics, which is against bacteria. So the, they don't actually work anyway. And it's just further depleting their immune system for no reason. They don't get better and they end up with a following infection because they've just depleted their good bacteria and weakened their immune system even more. One of my favorite ways to support detox are castor oil packs. They are an old school naturopathic remedy, which can gently help to open up detox pathways and process toxins like mold and environmental pollutants that many of us are exposed to. Signs of sluggish detox pathways or a high toxic load include headaches, bad breath, puffiness, histamine reactions, skin breakouts, and more. You could always try and make your own castor oil pack like I tried to for some years, but more recently, other amazing practitioners have created really convenient kits that just make the process way easier. They come with a tie around pack that you can put over your liver, which is under the right rib, or to support more premenstrual issues like pelvic pain, you can tie the pack around your lower abdomen instead, so they're pretty versatile. My top recommendations are the Casta Vida pack on Amrita Nutrition if you're in the UK or Europe, whereas if you're in the US, there's the Queen of Thrones pack by Dr. Marisol. Both of these are linked in my Instagram bio and in this podcast show notes. If you want to learn more about the benefits and the science, I actually interviewed Dr. Marisol. 
So you can check that out on episode 133 of the Hormones in Harmony podcast. And I really hope you love them as much as I do, but let's get back into the episode. Recommendation number two is that we want to increase our intake of herbs. This can be both dried and fresh in your in your cooking. You can add the herbs to that or even herbal teas. So there's things like oregano or oregano if you're in the US, thyme, ginger, garlic, turmeric. These all have a ton of antioxidants or anti-inflammatory protective compounds and antibacterial slash antiviral properties. So the good thing about herbs is that they're broad spectrum meaning that they are working on multiple different things at once. They're not just going in like an antibiotic does and killing everything good and bad, all good and all bad bacteria, like an atom bomb just thrown in there. They're way more specific. We don't want to abuse them, and they can deplete good bacteria over time if you're really doing super strong potent doses of them for extended periods of time. But a lot of them have liver supportive effects and antifungal and antiparasitic, antiviral at the same time. So if you aren't sure what's going on, then taking something like garlic, garlic extract or oregano is just going to work on a lot of different things. And it's actually supporting your own body's fight against the infection as opposed to a lot of the over-the-counter cold and flu relief they just suppress your own body's defenses. Like if you have a fever, that's your body trying to heat the body up and kill off the pathogen. And a lot of these things like paracetamol or different medications, they suppress your fever and make you feel a little bit more comfortable temporarily, but they just end up extending the problem. And if you're not at the same time working on the underlying nutrition and supporting your body with herbs simultaneously if you have to do those medications then that's why an illness can last two three weeks or people can really struggle with post-viral fatigue and and lingering infections because they never actually supported the body and they actually just depleted it further speaking of herbal teas these can be really supportive especially if you can't get a lot of food in at least if you can get some liquids in This is going to give you the hydration that you need to circulate your lymph and your blood flow and travel, allow the the immune cells to travel to different parts of the body, but also give you an extra bit of medicinal benefit at the same time, rather than taking a ton of capsules, because I know that that can be painful if you have the sore throat and swollen glands. Focusing on warm fluids and hot teas in general, as opposed to cold drinks, is also going to be really supportive. As I said, in Chinese medicine, they really focus on warmth just all year round, especially if someone has health issues, fertility issues, but especially in winter and when someone has a cold or flu or this like damp condition, they focus on warming. So they would never recommend ice cold water or smoothie to anyone. So if you want to do some herbal teas, you can use thyme tea, which is good for respiratory health. Just a couple of examples here. Ginger tea is very anti-inflammatory and anti-spasmodic. So if it's starting to affect your gut as well, the illness, then that can be really nice to bring the inflammation and the, the cramping down. And marshmallow root tea can be really useful if you have sore throats or it's it's leading to that gut problem again. And you can add raw manuka honey for an extra boost. That's just a nice product to have in the cupboard. I use it on my face as well for like a nice face mask. So it's just a really good kitchen staple 
I keep keep one in the bathroom as well for face masks. Just leave it on five, 10 minutes. And really amazing for acne because it is antibacterial, antifungal, um, helps to hydrate the skin. So it's a humectant, it draws moisture to the skin. And they even use this in hospitals for infections and wound healing. They apply it topically for ulcers. So when taken internally, we don't want to heat it too much because that negates the purpose of the raw Manuka honey. So if you can do just like let the tea cool down or just do a spoon alongside of the hot tea, that would be great. And then there's also reishi mushroom coffee. So the king coffee that I drink just regularly anyway has reishi medicinal mushroom in there as well. So this will be great to have when you're sick, if you are tolerant of caffeine during that time, if your body's really depleted and cortisol is, is high and you're really struggling and you're not used to coffee, then maybe not the best time to try it. But if you're a regular coffee drinker, let's say you've not really not slept the night before and you just need an energy pick-me-up, then Reishi King Coffee is amazing just as a preventative all year round for a ton of different conditions. It's an adrenal adaptogen, so it helps with stress. It's an immune modulator, so it helps either way if your immune system's really weak or if it's overactive, like a condition such as autoimmunity, thyroid stuff, allergies, it can help to rebalance that and bring that, it's like a seesaw, um, bring that seesaw back into a, a balanced range. So we're not, we're not favoring one um, pathway or the other. So the link for King Coffee is in the episode show notes. And I absolutely love it. It tastes good. There's other medicinal mushroom coffees on the market, but I've tried a few of them and I really don't like the taste. This King Coffee is proper coffee. So instant organic, mold-free, pesticide-free, all that good stuff. And it's got a specific patented um, type of reishi mushroom spore. So it's not the same as regular reishi mushroom you can take in a capsule. It's actually a patented product, so you can't really get it anywhere else. And could be a really amazing healing tool just in general as a reminder. You've probably heard me talk about that before. And I have a highlight on my Instagram if you want to check that out. If you're in the UK, I still do the little sample sachets. So if you're in the UK and you've not had a sample sachet before, just send me a DM or an email. I'm at Viva Natural Health on Instagram or inquiries with an E at vivanaturalhealth.co.uk. And just let me know if you want to try a King Coffee sample. Just let me know your, your shipping details, your postage details. UK only, just otherwise it'll cost me an arm and a leg to send across the world. Um, but yeah, you can give it a try. And then if you love it, you can order for yourself. Next one is increasing your intake of organ meat slash offal. So these are no most nutrient dense foods in the world, especially part of the animal. It's the part that's prized in certain cultures. It's given to the sick people, the couples trying to conceive, the children, because they know that that is where the nutrients are stored. The kidneys, the liver, the heart. Whereas the muscle meat, which is typically what we choose to focus on, the, the sirloin steak, the chicken breast, that's just given to the dogs. They that in comparison is pretty low nutrient. So in general, we do want to be eating organ meats regularly. Once a week is amazing. You can do a little bit more perfect, but especially when we're sick, if you can have some extra intake of organ meats, then this is really nature's multivitamin and it's packed with key nutrients like zinc 
and retinol, also known as vitamin A, which is so supportive to the immune system. And it's one of the only foods really that has this pro form vitamin A. It's not the same as beta carotene from carrots and sweet potato. That isn't vitamin A, that's pre-vitamin A. So in a lot of people, we don't convert that well and we don't actually get that end product that we need. So if we have something like offal, livers, egg yolks, butter, fish eggs, then these are some of the only foods and they're all animal foods that contain retinol that we need for so many things. And we also need proteins. This is why it's a, a great food because it's got some key nutrients, but it's also a form of protein that we can have in our meals. And we need protein for growth and repair, but also when sick to build immune cells. So if we want to keep our body fighting well and fighting the pathogen off, then we definitely don't want to skimp on protein. So the regular things are eggs and chicken and fish and seafood, high quality dairy. But I will say if you have a lot of mucus and phlegm, then dairy may exacerbate that a little bit. It doesn't mean that dairy is a bad food, but just Chinese medicine wise, it can promote that type of reaction. Or if you're having an outbreak of herpes, cold sores, just any virus like that, um, then sometimes eggs can be a trigger. And there is a balance of um, certain amino acids with arginine um, that you might want to look into that if you are prone to cold sores, because you might want to reduce your risk, your, your intake of, I think it's arginine and lysine, uh, definitely lysine and something else. Um, but you want to increase your intake of lysine-rich foods or lysine in general and reduce your risk. Pretty sure it's arginine and that's found in peanuts and some other things. So that's another little research thing if that's something that you struggle with. I don't want to skip over the basics. So you'll probably know these, but just as a reminder, rest and sleep, cannot underestimate that enough. I slept for about 12 hours every night and my body definitely needed it, but I needed something to like get me to go to sleep. And that's what the medication came in handy for. There's also the saltwater gargles, which for the first week or so, I just kept forgetting didn't think at the time that it was helpful, but it really is. When you do that about three times a day, that really helps with sore throats, but also just any congestion, any mucus in the head and neck area. Warm water, salt, salt gargles can be great. You want to stay warm. I shared on Instagram today, but I've had this realization that, and just this like life-changing moment where I've started to wear long-sleeved, long-bodied tops or like a thermal top underneath my clothes and leggings or long socks instead of trainer socks. And my life has completely changed. I, I had gotten into the habit for so long of wearing like crop tops and having like a little bit of my abdomen showing just because I'm tall anyway. Sometimes the clothes don't stretch that far if I'm wearing gym stuff, which is 90% of the time. I've got gym stuff on under here right now. <laughs> but I um, bought some new long-sleeved, long-body tops just from H&M because they looked cute with an outfit that I was getting. And I just wear them all the time now. And in Chinese medicine, keeping warm, especially women struggling with health issues and if you're sick, the kidney area, which is lower back, feet and head should be kept warm all the time. So just a little reminder, if you slipped into that habit like I did and you're wearing like athleisure and you're a fitness girly, so you're just in your your vest and leggings all the time, then maybe you need to get on the train of thermals because I am a big fan now. In 
general exercise is very hit and miss. I wouldn't recommend anything heavy, anything super sweaty, anything that can increase cortisol, like running or HIIT training. But it could be, if you feel up for it, a walk down the street or a stretching routine, that could be really beneficial just to get the body moving and getting that circulation and lymph flow going. But if you really don't feel up to it and all you want to do is lay in bed and lay on the couch, you'll have to listen to that. So really try and tap into your intuition in those moments and see what is my body craving right now. But there's been times where um, my boyfriend, he was starting to get the first signs of a cold last year and he went to the gym and did like a big workout and got really sweaty and it just made everything worse. So there's a very fine line between resting but also moving your body but also not pushing too hard lymphatic massage could also be really useful if there's no fever involved and i did a huge episode it was so good on lymphatic health i think it was episode 190 something with dr perry nicholson he shows the big six routine if you've not seen that i would highly recommend listening it's a two-hour episode so you may need to listen in stages just as a heads up but lymphatic massage can be really useful at the first signs of an illness or just to help things move along because your lymphatic system and fluid is ultimately your immune system and it carries toxins and pathogens out and it supplies nutrients and immune cells to the areas needed. But just bear in mind that it may get slightly worse before it gets better because if you've got stagnant lymph in your neck and you start to move it, it might exacerbate that temporarily and obviously be be smart and use common sense if your neck is really swollen then don't be like rubbing and slapping your neck super hard just do it very lightly very gentle touch in those areas but if you have a fever i wouldn't recommend because that could just make it worse so just make sure you test your temperature and make sure you don't have a fever present Next thing is homeopathy. Um, I'm a big fan now. I have a little first aid kit that's got a, a remedy book and it tells me exactly what I need to use. I, I did try it this time around. I don't know if I caught it too late or was using the wrong remedies, but it didn't have the effect that it has done in the past. So that's what I was saying. I had certain things on hand, wasn't really cutting it for some reason, didn't have everything that I needed. And because it was a bit, it was a weird time of year with it being Christmas and New Year. But I do have my homeopath on hand for situations like this. So that's worth looking into. Or there are companies like Helios, which is a homeopathy dispensary that have a helpline that you could call to get their advice. But again, they were probably closed over the Christmas period. And my brain just like didn't think to do more when I was actually sick. So now I have this little protocol that I'm going to follow if it happens again. Another old school naturopathic remedy that I first learned about was in my naturopathic college was the cold, I don't know the actual term, but I call it the cold wet socks technique. So this, I don't know who thought of this in the first place, because it's one of those weird things like coffee enemas. You're like, who actually found this to be helpful in the first place? Like, what were you doing with that coffee? And how do you, how do you know that this was good? But the cold wet socks technique you can Google it, just type it for colds or flu um, treatment. Basically, you wet some socks, just like ankle socks, not trainer socks, and you make them really cold, really wet, and put them on just before bed. And then over the top of them, you put on some nice, warm, thick, fluffy socks, like bed socks. 
And then in the in the night, what will happen is that your body starts to try and heat up the socks because your feet are cold. So it will pump and flush your lymphatics and your circulation all the way to the tips of your toes. And this will help to circulate your lymph. And in the morning, your socks should be dry and you should be feeling so much better. I've done that a few times before. And maybe in this situation, um, it has to be done like right at the start. I'm not sure, but that could be a free, simple thing to look into. And then another classic thing that often gets missed or overlooked as not being super effective, but it actually can be, especially when combined with other things, are head saunas or steam baths. So you can put your head over a bowl of warm water, hot water, with a towel over your head, and you can use essential oils like lavender or um, different ones. There's like immune-supported blends of essential oils. And you just breathe that in and that can give you some pain relief and it can help to clear your sinuses. There's traditional products like the Vicks Vapor Rub, but I'm not sure how non-toxic that is. I've not used that in a while, but I'm sure there's some natural companies that do alternatives. And then people ask, my clients ask quite a lot about my thoughts on detox tools like coffee enemas and saunas when healing. And my feedback is that it can go either way. It honestly just depends. And this is another one that you need to just listen to your intuition with or just go very slowly and carefully with them. There's been times at the very first signs of illness or a cold, I've done a coffee enema or a sauna session or both, and it's cleared it. It's nipped it in the bud and it's not progressed any further. So it's actually helped. But this time around, the first or second day that I started to get symptoms, I did a coffee enema and it was that evening that I got really bad. Um, I did it in the morning before I went to Luke's parents' house and then I just really didn't feel good at the end of the day and I actually felt a big crash from the enema. So um, I didn't progress to do a, a sauna and I held off that for a couple of weeks just to allow my body because in the thick of an illness, I didn't want to do anything else that was going to make it worse. So that's just my thought and it's worth trying and you might want to just do less coffee or hold it for less time. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing. I just personally decided not to this time because of the bad experience that I had. And then very last thing as a general recommendation is your mindset. So I have been majorly into the power of the mind, the subconscious, and another thing to consider is even with me saying like winter is a time that you're more likely to get sick I personally think that it that is legit I think there's a physiological thing that's going on but how much of that this is just a me thinking out loud how much of that is actually just our subconscious programming and our beliefs I might do an experiment and really work on that belief that it's more likely to happen because who knows it could just be the power of our mind we just see someone coughing and we're like subconsciously, oh my God, I'm going to get that. Um, I'm going to get sick. It just happens every year. So that's just one point. But another mindset shift just to help you get through it is you really just need to accept and surrender if you do end up with a cold or flu. If you just start beating yourself up and pushing through, it's just going to add extra stress and it's not going to be productive. If I tried to work on those days, it would probably take me a whole day to do what I could do in half an hour when I'm when I'm healthy. So it's not worth 
me progressing and delaying my illness to try and push through. And I really think the universe made me sick this time around so I would actually rest and not say I wanted to, but do everything but. So we want to be kind to ourselves. We want to just use this as a time to maybe reflect and catch up on some books that you wanted to read or a series that you wanted to watch or a task that you've been meaning to do. And we can use our mind to our advantage during this time with meditations and uh, visualization or energy healing, whatever you're into. We can imagine our immune system fighting off the infections and winning and thriving and healing better. And I remember saying on that very last day that I was sick because I had to see clients the next day. I was like, tomorrow I'm going to feel better. And I just decided in that moment that was the that was the end of it. And I've done this before with my period. Like, I'm going to start my period today because it would be really convenient that it happened today and not in three days' time. And it has happened. So don't underestimate the power of your mind. And I will go now through some specific herbs and products that I use with clients or have used on myself recently or in the past. You definitely do not need all of these. And I would recommend researching and seeing what you're drawn to Check with your practitioner based on your health history, your current medications, symptoms and supplements. But there are a subset of herbs that can be a problem if you are prone to autoimmune. So I'll just mention them first because they can shift the immune system too much. And when you have autoimmunity, you're already stuck in um, one of the like, usually like the TH1 dominant immune system. So they can actually push that arm of the immune system up further. So anything like echinacea, olive leaf, elderberry, astragalus, they may not be the best suited if you have autoimmune conditions. And just be mindful that with cold and flu and immune blends on the market, they often have just a range of different herbs in there. So it's not like you are just taking astragalus on its own. It could be part of the, this like herbal formula that you're taking. But then there are some more general ones that can be immune modulators, they're called, where they just balance you out. So if you are prone to TH1 or TH2 dominance or more overactive immune system versus weakened, underactive, these are more balancing in general. So we've got spore-based probiotics um, to support the gut health, which is your immune system. And this can help to crowd out any viral infections. And some of these strains in products like Megaspore, which I love, have antibiotic-like effects and they, they're not going to go in and blast everything like the actual antibiotics do, but they just help to regulate things, bring down the levels of bad bacteria or pr produce and support the levels of good bacteria, which can help to fight the viruses. So yeah, Megaspore is my favorite. There's some other ones on the market, but that's typically my go-to. There's immunoglobulins. So these can be dairy-free options. There's brands like Moss Nutrition that do them and Microbiome Labs, the same brand as Megaspore Probiotic. And naturally, immunoglobulins are found in colostrum powder. This is a dairy-derived, but unless it's a dairy allergy, I find that most people tolerate it. If they're lactose intolerant, it's mainly the pure fat that's in there and all of the healing nutrients. So colostrum is an amazing immune support. Cod liver oil is also really powerful, just a really good general supplement that's got the anti-inflammatory omegas in there, but also small amounts of vitamin D that are safe to take like 
I don't recommend everyone take high doses of vitamin D, but if it's found in balanced ways like cod liver oil or in foods like eggs, then it's fine. And it contains vitamin A. So if you've recently been on um, Roaccutane, that's very high doses of synthetic vitamin A. You may not be a good candidate because it could just be pushing you over the edge. But vitamin A is really supportive to the immune system, the thyroid. Most people don't get enough through the diet if they're not eating whole animal foods and being very intentional to get organ meats and offal in the diet. I'm a big fan of cod liver oil. The liquid can sometimes be tricky to take, and that's coming from me who can take a lot of different things and has taken some crazy concoctions in the past, but sometimes I do struggle to get the cod liver oil down. So there are soft gels available if you're a little baby like I am. Something good to have in the cupboard ready to go are throat and nasal sprays just to help clear out the sinuses and help any like localized infections. I have the X Clear nasal spray that's available on Amazon. It's just got a little bit of grapefruit seed extract, which is antimicrobial. And there are some throat sprays. These are the ones that are available on my practitioner account. So I don't know if they're just available to the general public, but I'm sure your local health food shop or online general dispensary like iHerb have them. So there's Immune Charge that's got zinc in there by Quicksilver Scientifics and Biocidin do one that has some immune supportive herbs that you can spray and that will definitely help with sore throats. Organic Olivia has one as well. I forgot what that's called, but I did a big order from her a few years ago and bought some of that and that was really useful. It tastes very nice as well, but I've sadly run out of that one. And then there are natural antimicrobials. So again, these are broad spectrum. Not only are they antiviral, but they're antibacterial, antifungal, uh, immune supportive, liver supportive a lot of the time. So some of my top ones to go to are Allison, which is from an extract from garlic, oregano oil, and medicinal mushrooms can have a, a mild anti viral effects and immune supportive effects so my favorites are reishi that's the one that can be found in king coffee turkey tail is another good one and then there's nutrients like nac and glutathione nac in particular is really good for anything respiratory so it can help with um, any bronchitis any mucus on the chest any chronic coughs and it really helps just support the immune system in general and that's the precursor to glutathione. So you could just go straight to glutathione as well if you wanted to, but it's usually a bit more expensive. Liposomal vitamin C. I had this one on hand actually, because I use this just for regular histamine and skin and collagen and progesterone production. So this was already in my fridge ready to go. So I did some high doses of liposomal vitamin C. That's a liquid. B products like propolis and raw honey. And then with things like vitamin D and zinc and minerals, it can really depend. So this isn't a general recommendation like we're typically typically told, like as soon as you start to get sick, take mega doses of zinc, mega doses of vitamin D, because having done hundreds of mineral tests now, I see that that can cause some issues, even if it's short term. Uh, vitamin D in excess can, can contribute to a calcium shell, can throw other minerals out of whack. Zinc in high doses, if you have a copper imbalance, it can really mess with your mental health and cause some like 
issues with your periods and estrogen stuff. So just being careful with those, maybe doing a HTMA test once a year just to see what's going on. Or maybe heading, if you know that you are likely to get sick every year, maybe doing a HTMA mineral test in autumn, in fall, and just really optimizing your minerals and seeing what is actually going on with your zinc and vitamin and um, calcium before you start supplementing with zinc. And good news is that my mineral balancing course, I'm Balanced, is returning soon in springtime. So if you're looking for a HTMA, which is my favorite functional lab test, plus the course, which will allow you to understand mineral balancing and what your actual needs are based on your results and be able to have this lifelong tool to use with your loved ones and yourself once or twice a year. And stay tuned for that. It will be returning very soon. Hop on my email list if you're not already, because you're going to be first notified on the. So that is everything. And my throat was actually tickling just a little bit because I'm only a few weeks out of having this, this call myself. So I feel like I go and, I'll go and have a warm tea now, go and do some voice rest, um, maybe take some herbs to support my immune system. But just a reminder, if you are that person who is doing everything, maybe you try some recommendations, but you're still struggling with your immune system, constantly getting sick, or when you do get sick, it takes weeks and weeks to, for you to get better then this does show a weakened immune system and you do need to dig deeper. Your body's trying to tell you something and if this is left unchecked, then it could lead to other symptoms cropping up and it could be suppressed and weak due to deeper infections like parasites, toxicities, deficiencies in certain nutrients. So that sounds like you, then I would love to support you with that. I actually had a client start with me at the end of last year with a similar picture. She was actually... A professional working in the health and fitness industry but she was struggling a lot she was already doing a lot of different things and within one session she was already starting to notice a big shift and we'd just done some like foundational things and I put her on a supplement protocol and she's doing a lot better already with that immune system stuff so it doesn't have to take years and years for you to notice a difference we have to give it time especially if it's a chronic problem and there's other more complex things going on. But yeah, hopefully you can be like her and get some improvements relatively quickly. So I will link in the show notes, the link to book an enrollment call with me. If you do want to chat further and see if you'd be a good fit for my one-to-one root cause relief package, I would love to chat with you and help you with your immune system. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Share this with a friend or loved one who might need this advice. And I will see you here very soon again on the Hormones in Harmony podcast. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, I would love for you to leave me a rating and review on your podcast app, as this helps to support the show and it allows it to reach more people with this valuable information. Come and say hi over on Instagram. I'm at Viva Natural Health. And if you haven't already, check out my website, vivanaturalhealth.co.uk for tons more free resources and to discover how I could support you further. I currently offer one-on-one consultation packages if you want my top level support, then more affordable group programs and self-paced online courses. So there really is something for everyone. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll see you back here next week for another episode.